Badass. Welcome to the Radiant Badass. If you like your suburban mom with a side of punk and your spirituality laced with pop culture references, friend, you are home. I'm your host, Elizabeth Holmes. I'm so glad you're here. Let's have some fun. This week, I was all set to talk about something not related to the new year because it feels like I definitely covered that in the last few episodes. I was thinking about talking about friendships because I saw this clip of Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin and Sally Field and Rita Moreno. I think they're in a movie together or something and they were being interviewed anyway. Jane Fonda was talking about how you have to pursue people to make new friends especially as you get older. And she was admitting to being relentless when she wants to be friends with someone, just pursuing them. And Lily Tomlin and Sally Fields were both like, "Uh, yeah, she is in fact relentless. Uh, It's a really charming clip and I'm going to look for it. And if I find it, I will link it in the notes for this episode so you can watch it. But what I wanted to say about all that is that I think these extrovert pursuers perform such a service for introverts like me and like Sally Field, who basically spoke for me in the clip when she said she doesn't really like most people. I think it's a great and timely message about friendships. I doubt I'm alone in feeling like my brain got a little rewired the last couple of years. And I feel like now I'm figuring out how to be a person again. Uh, I am recommitting to cultivating my friendships and maybe giving those pursuers a break, right? Anyway, I love the clip and I love those ideas and I wanted to share that. And I realized earlier today that's not actually what's been sitting on my heart recently. What's been sitting on my heart is a little bit deeper than just a celebration of friendship, as glorious as that is. What I've been feeling lately is how much pain many of the people in my life are sitting with right now. It truly feels excessive, and I'm not sure I'm handling it well. Just this morning, as I was driving home from the gym, where my trainer, Marika, had succeeded in once again kicking my ass, I'm driving home, and the Lady Gaga song, Tell It Happens to You, I hope you know that, Till it happens to you, started playing. And like, it wasn't a big surprise that it came on. It wasn't a sign from the universe. I was listening to a playlist that I curated and named Single Perfect Tear. Okay. Each song on it was intentionally selected because it can cause me to cry real tears. See, sometimes I get like uh, emotionally constipated. And I could feel there are tears in there that really need to come out. And there's feelings that need to be processed. And for whatever reason, the tears and the emotions aren't flowing on their own. So I created a playlist as, I don't know, an emotional laxative, I guess. Judge me all you want. It works. In fact, I'll link the playlist in the notes, too. And you can tell me what songs I'm missing that will definitely drive me to tears. But anyway, so this Gaga song is literally one of the saddest songs I am aware of existing in the world. It is emotional big guns, like for real. 
there I am, driving up the hill toward my home, listening to Gaga, and mentally running through what I'm going to say this week on the podcast about friendship. Uh, And there's tears streaming down my face because it worked. And I realized in that moment, like, that's not really what I should talk about today. It has always been my intention from the beginning to come to this mic and be as myself as I can possibly be. And I need to admit that today, that self is not okay. As I said, I've been sitting with people who are in pain. And while I'm very aware and accepting that pain is part of life, it is still difficult to witness in people that you love or even people that you like. And recently, it has felt like those losses are kind of piling up. It feels out of hand, honestly. I could theorize uh, that maybe it's due to the numbness of the last few years wearing off. So I'm feeling things deeper. Uh, That may be true. I don't know. But having a solid theory about what's happening doesn't lessen anyone's pain, though. That's just my favorite coping mechanism coming out, which is to get right up there in my brain to try to figure things out so I don't have to feel the pain in my heart. Uh, Being aware that I do that doesn't mean that I don't do that uh, still. But thanks, therapy, for allowing me to witness that little trick I do. Again, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with these painful experiences. When you are living your life um, and you love people and you're having experiences and you grow, there is loss. That's just a fact. And often it's going to be painful. Besides the biggies like death and divorce, I've also been witnessing griefs that don't have as many songs written about them, right? Things like the loss of friendships, uh, strained family relationships, There's the end of careers or a scary health diagnosis. There's all the stuff that goes along with having aging parents who get their own scary health diagnosis. There's the grief of giving up on a dream. You know, all of that stuff. It's all painful and it's all traumatic. And I think it's weird that we're expected to just deal with all of it. Because it seems like if it's not judged to reach some level of sadness that society has deemed like uh, a big sad, you're supposed to just be grateful that it's not worse and collect yourself and move on, right? Like that's, that's the message we get. That's fucked up, you know, pure and simple. There are all of these threshold moments out there, like some of the ones I just listed, where your life changes in an instant. And it's not always recognized when you move from one reality to a new one. Like when your timeline changes, if you're into quantum physics, sometimes it's not even recognized, like you don't even recognize it in your own life. When I talk to these people, I empathize and I feel the ripples from what others are going through. It seems to trigger my unresolved trauma, the trauma that I haven't processed yet. And then... It's pretty short hop to, voila, I'm forcing Lady Gaga to blow up the dam for my tears on the way home from the gym so I can get some of those emotions moving through my body, right? And let me just give you an example of what I'm talking about when I say a threshold moment. I'm going to give you an example from my own life, 
like just for kicks. So around a dozen years ago or so, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I was with her when she found out. I was with her when they told her. It was scary. A family history of breast cancer will do that to you. She had marvelous medical care. She had surgery. She recovered, declared cancer-free, took a dream trip to England. And when all of that went down in that moment, I was scared, but I was very sure my mom was not going to go down that way at that time. She had so much fight in her about it. The threshold moment I'm talking about came two years later. I was in my kitchen one afternoon with my youngest making a banana cake. It was a recipe I hadn't tried before when my phone rang. I saw it was my mom calling and I thought, shit, because that's what I always did when I saw my mom was calling, right? Well, she was calling from the ER and there's a whole complicated story that I'm not going to get into here because it's not relevant about how she found herself there. But she was calling because she needed a ride home uh, because during her visit to the ER, they discovered that her cancer was back and it had spread to her liver. And at the moment when she called, she was on pain meds and couldn't drive herself home. So that was the moment I crossed the threshold from kid to adult. In that moment, I went from not really knowing that a phone call on a sunny afternoon can change your life in an instant to having that be my reality, which I'd always known that your life could change in an instant. Like you hear about it. People talk about it. You watch movies about it. Even my own life had changed in instances over the years, but this was the first time I really felt it. So while I had always known, it was true as Gaga sings in that song, until it happens to you, you won't know how it feels. That's the truest truth. I thought I would know how it would feel. I mean, I have a great imagination and I practice catastrophic thinking all the damn time. But I didn't know how it would feel until that moment. And something in me knew that everything was now very different. My mom's story goes on. There's some zany adventures involved, like losing her in the clinic when I took her to get a PET scan. There's lots of dark comedy, which is the strongest coping mechanism from my family of origin. But at the end of those adventures, she died. And it was a month from the day of the phone call. And I feel like society understands grieving your dead mom. They don't quite give attention to grieving the loss of the life you were living up until that moment. The blissful ignorance I'd been living in thinking our dysfunctional relationship would continue indefinitely as it always had until, I don't know what, like she's a hundred or something. It was such a loss of innocence, which I will admit sounds kind of silly, but that's some of what I hear in the voices when I've been sitting with my people. There's an edge of that loss of certainty of things. The feeling of the rug being pulled out from under you the surprise you feel. And I loathe being reminded of the impermanence and fragility of it all. Now, I'm very honored to be trusted with these stories from these people, and I'm happy to hold space for them. I'm honored to hold space for them. But mostly, it doesn't seem enough for a fixer like me to just hold the space. I want to find the solution, right? I want to alleviate that suffering. 
And the best thing that I can do in those moments is throw them a lifeline. And that lifeline is I can listen and I can love them. And I know it kind of fucking sucks because it feels so small in the face of their suffering, but it's not small. Connection is healing. Knowing you aren't alone in your suffering is healing. Telling your story is healing. And really having someone hold your hand while you cross those thresholds to the unknown is so meaningful. And to know that the person listening is hearing you and not trying to fix the unfixable, that is priceless. It's likely I'm saying all of this today to remind myself of this information that I do know, but I don't always know it, right? I'm still compelled to try to fix it for people. And I know I'm all in my feels this week. And I that's okay, right? It's just like that sometimes. I do want to say that if you are in it right now, if you're going through it, or if you're just in your feels too, like I see you and I get it as much as I can. And you are not alone. I'm positive of that. This is not the episode I expected this week, but that's all good, right? (laughs) Maybe it's the episode I needed. And if you needed it too, great. Thank you for listening this week. And I'll see you next week on the Radiant Badass Podcast.